and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. This is Lisa and Jael Trinity, and uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting podcast. I am currently uh, going to try and, and, and um, make it uh, 30 minutes, but uh, listen, we'll see. Um, I'm, well, I'm going to try and make it under 30 minutes. We'll see. Um, today's date is the 28th of December, 2023, and it is 4.17 p.m. This is going to be a very interesting podcast. It is a very important podcast. And I do apologize for young people who may want to hear something uh, a little more upbeat, a, a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, hip and cool. <laughs> but court stuff and law stuff is very important because you need to know how the law of the land operates. More and more young people are running into problems with the law. And then some of them are, are dealing with public offenders and the cases are a mess and the judges are a mess and, and, the, and the lawyers are a mess and it's just a mess. So you, my podcasts are very informative, very, very informative. You need information is power. You understand information is power. And that cliche that says ignorance is bliss is stupid. Ignorance is not bliss. You'll, you, you'll die being a fool. Only a fool rejects information and does not want to be wise. So please, young people. Hi. Was that too harsh? <laughs> so please, young people, don't turn it off when you hear it is about court stuff or law stuff. Information is power. And with that being said, uh, I'm going to talk about it now because the legalities, uh, we've had, we've had the conference, we've had the, uh, law meetings, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to disclose some stuff because there's some, there are some things I need to, you know, I need to, I need to disclose to put it politely. And I'm going to be putting some people on blast. Okay. Let me just get real sister. I'm going to be putting some people on blast. And, uh, honey, and if you're curious as to what I mean by that little slang, uh, term, you you just picture me with a bullhorn and, uh, utilizing it through this podcast that is actually international. With that being said, uh, some of you know the story. I'm, I'm going to give you an abbreviated, an abbreviated version because, um, I, I don't, I, I want you to go back and listen to some of my other podcasts where I do disclose in detail uh, the course of events. Uh, one of them is uh, you can you can listen to uh, they call me Barracuda, uh, and um, another one I mentioned in my little podcast is uh, the Rolls Royce. Oh, shoot, what is it? The Rolls Royce. Let me open up my, 
I don't want to do it. Hold on. I need Jeopardy music. <laughs> I forgot the melody. The other one is called the Royals, the Rolls Royce Science and the Patient. I also want you to go to my LinkedIn page and I want you to read all of my articles, specifically the ones on mental health uh, and uh, psychology, okay? With that being said, uh, I'm going through several different legalities. Um, I was very, very busy with work, very, very busy uh, uh, in terms of ministry. And then on top of that, I, 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 was, I am pro se uh, in all of said matters uh, in the Supreme Court regarding my case and lawsuits against said facilities and uh, state agencies. For those who don't know, pro se means basically I am uh, my own lawyer and I am representing myself in, in those matters. And I wouldn't suggest you doing what I do because you need to know the ropes and you need to understand terminology. Uh, you have to be educated, okay? Um, and um, I've, I've got 35 years corporate, 12 years law. I've, I've got, it, it, though it was uh, as an executive in, in said uh, law firms, um, you know, you're just handling documentations, dealing with the terminology, dealing with the attorneys, et cetera, with the courts, et cetera, et cetera. I did have this experience. So with that being said, um, and also I have uh, some certifications and licenses. With that being said, uh, I'm more than capable of acting pro se in um, many of the matters, as well as being an advocate for others who may need an advocate uh, for law situations. With that being said, the one specific case that I'm going to talk about today is a lawsuit that I had against Nassau University Medical Center located at 2201 Hempstead Turnpike and East Meadow, New York, 11554. Uh, the judge on the said ruling was uh, a Judge Dicia Dipanita hyphen Kerwin, spelled D-I-C-C-I-A, Middle, uh, uh, well, an initial T, Panita, P-I-N-E-D-A, hyphen K-I-R-W-A-N. Now, and you, yes, she is. If you're inquiring about her name, she is Spanish. Yes, she is. She's Latina. Um... So basically, it was an open and shut case. I worked very hard on the case. I, I'm OCD organized. I had all details and pertinent information. The documents were in order. She had more than enough evidence. The evidence, matter of fact, the evidence was so strong. The evidence was so heavy. The evidence was so. I listen because I've dealt. I've been doing law for twelve years. I said, listen. <laughs> Plus, I watched your Judy. Plus, I watched CNN. Listen. You ain't get listen. 
A lot of nonsense ain't getting past me. I'm, I'm plus I'm smart. Now, I don't know where she went to school at, but currently I am enrolled as an East student at Harvard University, taking two sciences and two justice slash law classes. So I doubt she's smarter than I am. Okay? As an autistic adult, her best day will never be better than my, than my best day. <laughs> Now, the case was a medical malpractice lawsuit. And let me bring up the documents. I'm going to read off the uh, factuals, not allegations, but the factuals of said events and what the criminal charges were and what kind of medical malpractice uh that was committed against me, the petitioner, Lisa Angile Trinity, formerly Lisa Ann McLean. So let me bring it up. I tell you, free speech is a beautiful thing. Y'all didn't know Barracudas could talk? Okay, so I'm going to bring, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to bring up the com the original complaint. I'm going to pause it so you don't have to listen to me <laughs> clicking, clicking. Oh, I, I can't pause it. Okay, hold on, this software is, <laughs> I know it's, a, it's special, but I like it. <laughs> hold on, I, I'm going to click away pretty quick, y'all. I am. Okay, let me just scroll down here. Let me open this, is it? Let me see, I'll keep this open. And then open up the other one. I'm trying to talk to you <laughs> while I click away. <laughs> Oh gosh. <clears throat> How is everyone doing? How was your holiday? <laughs> That's a classic question. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, let me see. I'm gonna open up the other one. One more, guys. I'm almost there, y'all. I'm almost there. I'm watching the clock. I'm watching the clock. I'm watching. <laughs> Let me not say that again. <laughs> I'm trying to entertain you while I while look for these files. I'm very organized, thank God. <laughs> it's just, this was a very large case, and the file is very large. Hold <laughs> uh, on. I found it. Okay. 
hold on. You know, God is good. He's a he's a good God. Anybody doesn't have a testimony while while we look for said persons, while you wait for said persons to uh bring up said files. <laughs> Praise God. I understand. I don't <laughs> Where is it? It's very important. I know what I'm going to do. Just one moment. One moment. Okay. Okay. We listen. You know it. You know. You know it. You know what I was thinking. I found it. <laughs> I found it. Okay, so this is this in just this is this is the lawsuit. Okay, okay, here we go. This is the lawsuit. Okay, I'm going to give you a general breakdown, and then I'm going to specify it. Okay. Defendant caused harm to me. Defendant abused me. Defendant administered unnecessary medication and wrong prescriptions. Defendant misdiagnosed me. Defendant was extremely careless in his or her actions knowing the high risk. Defendant was extremely reckless despite their responsibility to care for the patient. Defendant purposely harmed me with intention, premeditated. Defendant inflicted harm that caused severe complications to me. Defendant's behavior was beyond standard negligence. Defendant caused my injuries. Defendant demonstrated negligence in the emergency room in the emergency room towards me. Now let me give you uh let me specify that. Hold on. Grab the other document. So, is medical malpractice? This is the facts, okay? I was a victim of medical malpractice by National University Medical Center, index number 000321/2023. Gross negligence, aggravated assault, harassment, fraud. Defamation of character and reputation, conspiracy to commit a crime against victim, perjury, fabricated documents, fraudulent admissions, insurance claims, obstruction of justice, providing false information to law enforcement judges aligned to police officers, attempted murder in the first degree. When I tell you, I listen, when I tell you, I handled this case. It, I listen. The case was immaculate, from the presentation to the documentation to the uh, details to the. I had everything chronological order. Listen, you didn't have to do any thinking with my case. I gave it to Panita on a gold platter, not silver, honey. That that's silver on a gold platter. All she had to do was read. 
and signed because it was an open, shut case. Open and shut case. You only needed to glance at it to know that National University, National University Medical Center was guilty in every uh, charge. Okay? Now, now listen to me. It's, it's, this is my podcast, so I'm saying charge. <laughs> this is my podcast. They were guilty on every charge. This is not, uh, again, this is not allegations. I gave doctors uh, documentations from both hospitals, diagnosing hospitals, and, and, and my PCP, my primary care physician. They had, I mean, listen, when I tell you the case was immaculate, honey, and let me tell you something, prior to me acting pro se in the matters, because I had so much going on, I said, you know what, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to hire, and I'm going to hire attorneys to then uh, represent me, and, and, and so therefore I, it would alleviate that much I can do so that I then can in turn work on the other legalities that I had uh, started. I went to the top 10 law firms in the New York State area. Top 10. And guess what, y'all? They all said no. They said the case was too complex because there was too many entities involved. It was uh, a lot of joint cases. And for those who are lawyers, you know what that term means. They were saying that uh, there were criminal charges. There was medical malpractice against the facilities. And that they said they just don't do anything in this capacity. All 10, top 10, including the Cochran firm. This is a big deal. This is a big deal, man. A big deal. The top 10 law firms in the New York, in the New York, New York State area. Everybody turned it down. Said it was too complex. They don't handle these kinds of cases. They told me to go to the DA. I said, y'all a mess. I said, you know what? I got 35 years corporate, 12 years law, honey. And I got my certification in computers. I'll type away. <laughs> so I said, I'll handle the case myself. And so thus, I decided to act pro se in all four legal matters. I currently still have legalities in the Supreme Court of Nassau County. But this, listen, uh, uh, colleagues in, in, in law, guess what? Disposed. Do you know what she did? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. So, uh. For those who want to know what that word disposed means, let's just say it means throw away. <laughs> Listen, I'm not even going to sugarcoat nothing today. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. So these are the charges. These were the facts. To current date, these are the side effects and these are the medical complications concerning this case. Uh, in regards to, uh, the, uh, medical malpractice committed by said facility. So let me get, let me go there. 
I'm going to bring up the document. I do apologize if this podcast is a little slow. Please bear with me. It's very important because I need you all to know, do not go to Nassau University Medical Center. I'm smart. I'm healthy. I'm autistic, but I, I'm educated and I'm, I'm high functional and, and it doesn't uh, affect or affect my intelligence. And I can advocate for myself, but so many of your children and, and your spouses and your family members and your friends, they cannot advocate for themselves because a lot of them are mentally ill. And this is a terrible hospital. And we got crooked judges. And I'm about to, I'm about to <laughs> disclose on that as well. Um, I got it right here. I didn't, you know, I'm a computer person and it's just archaic to grab the actual paper, <laughs> but I'm going to grab the actual paper. It's so archaic, but listen, I'm going to grab the actual paper. I'm sorry. Can you, can you forgive me that I'm taking so long here? Okay. I do apologize. I do apologize. Please forgive me. I know this podcast is not as fluent as it, as I usually flow, uh, but but I I was uh, multitasking. I, it'll flow going forward. So this these are the uh, factuals that took place uh, as a victim of medical malpractice by said facility, Nassau University Medical Center. Okay. And I've disclosed the charges, the, uh, and by the way, if you're found guilty on any part, they should, listen, this case should, listen, the judgment should have been ruled in my favor. I can't, I'm not going to break down legalities because I need to get out of this information, but they were not, they were guilty. Listen, not on just one part, all parts of the affidavit, every count guilty. And she threw it away. And I'm going, I'm going to tell you why. Oh, hold on. Okay. So basically illegal admission admitted with no identification, no coat, no shoes, and zero belongings in the middle of winter as a Jane Doe. A Jane Doe, okay, for a year as a tortured patient with near-death experiences. Overdosed me on harsh medications six times. Cocktail of psychiatric medications of forced injections induced life-threatening side effects. No urination or bowel movement for three months. I was on a very strong medication by the name of lactulose for three times a day, daily for two months straight. That alone could have killed me. Paralysis of the throat. I had paralysis of the throat. Inability to eat, drink, or swallow my own saliva, so I had to spit. Okay? In 2022, I, I was in the ICU at a hospital out east in Long Island. I almost died. Upper abdominal pain, lower back pain, hearing loss, bitter saliva, bedridden, unable to walk or be mobile. This is me. In, this is me in the psychiatric ward. 
Severe daily vaginal bleeding, internal and external. Sporadic pain all over my body. Muscle spasms. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't walk. They took my blood and it was black. It was black. Ask the doctor what the what what those uh, symptoms meant. What what? Ask the doctor. He's gonna tell you this woman was dying. Restrained me for no reason during admission and forced injections, which caused paralysis from the neck down all the way to the feet. And I woke up during paralysis and was completely naked. The staff had stripped me. And while I was unconscious, I did not know what they had done to me. Let me read that again. This is what happened to me. Restrained me for no reason during admission and forced injections, which caused paralysis from my neck down to my feet. I had a complete body paralysis. When I woke up, I, I woke up during paralysis and I was completely naked, not even my socks on. The staff there, the medical, the, the, not medical, the uh, psychiatric staff there and the nurses there at admission who worked in the emergency room, they had stripped me naked. I was starved, no food or fluids, any strings with no bathroom used for two days in the emergency room till my clothes became soiled. Stabbed with empty syringe needles in the right leg. I still have bruises from restraints around my ankles. I gave her pictures. I gave her doctor's letters. I gave her hospital, uh, hospital documentation. Hospital documentation. I had dates, names, times, reports from the justice, uh, the justice center. I, I reported this to all pertinent agencies that handles medical malpractice committed by doctors, physicians, nurses, Etc. Etc. She had all the reports. I was gang jumped by psychiatric staff and security over and over throughout my admission. Fabricated legal documents to mandate medication and incarceration during admission at psychiatric ward of Nassau University Medical Center on the 14th floor. Then they transferred me to Pilgrim Psychiatric Center and mandated me on harmful drugs, again, that stole my life, my kids, my career, my health, and my freedom. This is, listen, it, listen, this is not even all, guys. Guys, this is not even all. This is not even all. Physicians and doctors and staff members manipulated the Supreme Court justice system by committing perjury during hearings. Defamation of character, emotional distress. My whole life was compromised both financially and physically. Sabotage my career, sabotage my lifestyle, tarnish my reputation and character defamation, having the sheriff's department and police officers put me in handcuffs and harnesses and taking me out in the community where I work. I work from my home. I serve the people. So who instigated it? How it started? Well, 
the people I used to call my parents. When I got too old to beat, they began to incarcerate me in psychiatric facilities out of control and abuse. To give you a little history, I, I, I was very abused uh, in the home I grew up in. I came from a large family. And my them parents, I, I don't call them my parents anymore. I am estranged from them. I have nothing to do with them. I cut them off. The abuse got so bad that CPS, uh, Child Protective Services, came in and removed me from the home, but not until 13. But they removed me from the home. The abuse was so bad. They removed me from the home at age 13, and I stayed in foster care for five years. Between removing me from the home and staying in foster care for five years, I went to, I, I was, you know, in detention centers, and I was in group homes, and then finally a foster home for five years. The abuse continued into my adult years, and when I got too old to beat, they began to incarcerate me in psych facilities out of control and tried to uh, seize my assets, and they, 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 it, it's a mess. I can't give too many details because that's a different case. Fraudulent documents to try and uh, gain power of attorney. As well as committing fraud by opening it. Let me not disclose that. I know better. Anyway, and I'm, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Jesus, forgive me. I, I'm a little excited. Some of you, some of you not everybody in the Lord, Lord field is bad. Somebody saying, Lisa, just calm down. <laughs> just calm down. Some additional suffered damages are medical costs, lost income. Pain and suffering, physical and mental, permanent and temporary disability, disfigurement. My base weight is 105. I've always been small. I've always been small until the psychiatric medications uh, were administered. I went up to 300 pounds. I'm now 260, 265. But I went up to 300 pounds. When I got sick, my uh, physicians took me off the psychiatric medications. So I've been able to take some of the weight off. I went from 300, now I'm about 260, 265. But I'm supposed to be skinny. Do you understand how that messes with you? My base weight is 105. It's very hard carrying this much weight. And now it has reduced other things, uh going on uh, as far as uh, my medical uh, my medical stuff. I have edema uh, in both legs and feet. Severe edema in both legs and feet. I can't stand on my feet um, for more than a few minutes. Uh, you know, not too long. Because then I, I begin to hemorrhage. Um, it's a mess. The weight gain has induced some other problems, and my PCP has told me I must take off the weight. And so I'm working on it. Um, the hemorrhaging comes and goes. It, it doesn't, you know, right now, I, I do work from home. 
I do work from home. And uh, the hemorrhaging comes and goes. But sometimes it's really bad. And uh, these are some of the things that I'm going through. And she throws it out. Both Judge Panita and Mr. Klein, who was the attorney acting for Nassau University Medical Center. Let me bring up, let me bring that up. Mr. David Klein. I believe his, he's located in Garden City, New York, his office. He was the acting attorney for Nassau Uni University Medical Center. Both he and just Penita lied, committed perjury. Listen, ain't nobody tell you to demote me or denote me the psychiatric patient when I'm smarter than you. Now, this man, this attorney, he filed a motion to, to dismiss the lawsuit. Listen, colleagues, ask me how many times. Just ask me how many times, ask me how many times, ask me how many times. Ask me how many times, ask me how many times. Four times. The first time he had the wrong index number and some other stuff going on that was wrong. And it, so that's it made it inadmissible. Then he did it an additional three times. Every time he asked for a motion to dismiss, I didn't have to reapply. I didn't have to reply four times, but I did because ain't nobody going to tell me. Look, you you know, listen, I, I believe in being proactive. I want to cover all the bases. And there's something called CYA that I learned in corporate. Cover your you know what. CYA, cover your you know what. From the beginning, this case was sabotaged. I served National University Medical Center. And the doctor there, I, I sent up somebody who, who was not related to the case. I had somebody serve them. They took the paperwork, read it, gave it back to the person serving and said, oh, our, 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 our legal department is not here. We can't take this because she was a teenager. It was, I had to serve it right away because listen, I, I listen, if you know me, I'm OCD. So I do things, I do things real quick, real quick, honey, real quick. Ain't nobody going to tell me you just dismissing my case because I, because of time constraints. Okay. It's a no. So, uh, I, I, so she called me. I said, listen, you go and you go to the emergency room. And you give it to any staff member of this of this facility. Anybody can take it. And they will get it to the right person because it has the name on it. I said, they weren't supposed to give it back to you and read it because she told me what he did. She, she, he had her waiting there while he read it. The doctor on the 14th floor. I said, what did he look like? She said, well, he had a beard with glasses and a gray suit. I said, I know who that is. I mean, this case was sabotaged. Mr. Klein, the, the acting attorney for the facility, between his inaccuracies, his incompetence, his misinformation, the dates were wrong, 
He committed perjury. How are you dismissing my case? Do you want to know? Now, listen. Now, this is a sidebar. I'm smart. What kind of judge, female, would risk her career on a case, if anybody reads, could tell that it's open and closed and should be ruled in the plaintiff's favor? What kind of judge would then dismiss it and perjure herself and the lawyer too? You know where I'm going? What could induce a judge to risk her career to side with an attorney? The dick. Pardon my French young people, D-I-C-K. So let me, let, let me help you understand the human psyche. The reason why sex is reserved for the marriage bed is because God never intended it for it to be illegal. You must be married in order to have sex. God created sex. He wants us to enjoy it, but it's preserved for the marriage bed. Now, those who have had sex, you already know what happens when you have sex with someone especially if it's someone that you work with, if it's someone that you see often, what happens? There is an attachment. Now, in, in the hood, we call it, listen, the person's whipped. Okay? When you have sex with somebody, it induces an attachment and it induces a behavior that would normally be out of your character and most certainly for a judge. Either that or she's not in her right mind and she needs to be in a psychiatric facility. Sex makes you do things you normally wouldn't do. I'm smart. I told you I'm smart. Plus I, 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 I was at the, plus I, at the law meetings, I, I, I listen and I pay attention to details. What can I tell you? I had Mr. Klein so flustered that he had to lie to try and get my case dismissed. And so she did. Now, for those that I want you to do something, I'm asking lawyers and judges and those who are listening to this podcast, if you are in the psychiatric, I'm sorry, in the law field, as a professional, even if you are clerk, um, you have accessibility, you have access to the uh, court calendar, right? <laughs> I, I want you to access that because I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I'm pro se, I can do this. If you bring up the court, select Benita Curran Dicia as the judge. Put in the date selected as 12-14-2023 to January 28th, 2024. When you get to the question of open cases without future appearances, put no. 
because I want you want to bring up all future cases. Okay, you want to bring up all future appearances between the days 12, 14, 23 and January 28, 2024. Now, what we had was not a trial. We were supposed to go to trial and, and National University Medical Center, along with another facility that I do have a lawsuit against, also for medical malpractice. They illegally and fraudulently incarcerated me in a psych ward for two months so that I would so so that then in turn they would sabotage my appearance. With that being said, when I got home at, uh, from my when I got home after being discharged, uh, I got a date and I and it and it was a settlement hearing. So. I said, this is good news. This is a settlement hearing. But she threw it out. So with that being said, if you go through her calendar dating back to December 14th of this year and go and project it to January 28th, 2024, and make sure you allow all appearances in your filter. Now, Scroll through and look for the motions, okay? Look through the motions. Just look through all the motions. Now, I'm looking through all the motions. When I tell you, colleagues, that 98% of her cases are either conference, adjourned, or dismissed. Okay, so maybe do you understand the 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 uh you know okay they're either conferences they either adjourned or dismissed. Now, for those who don't know, when you have a conference, whether it's a settlement hearing or, or what have you, when you have a conference, usually it is the judge's clerk that then acts as mediator or that then uh, handles the proceedings, okay? If you continue to scroll through her calendar, This is, this is very odd. Now, this is why this is very odd. Uh, this is very odd. The reason why this is odd is because court, when it comes to the justice system, every court is, every case is different. Every case is different. And I have to tie up soon. I got a few minutes left. Every case is different. Okay? Nothing is ever the same. Never. Because there are so many variables. Okay? So this implies, her calendar implies that she doesn't do any work. Her law clerk does all the work. Her law clerk does all the work. And then he makes the judgment call and she signs, no, she makes the judgment call and she signs off based on him handling the proceedings. She does no work. She does no work. She does no work. But sleep around. 
with Mr. David Klein. So you got to be careful with me because I listen and I, I listen to everything. I, I, you've got to be careful with me. You've got to be careful with me. I pay attention to detail and I cannot help that I'm, I'm just, I'm very intelligent. And I think people underestimate me because I'm autistic and brown skin, but that's stupid. Don't underestimate me because I'm autistic and brown skin. Her calendar implies she does no work. No work. No work. And she committed perjury. And uh, as well as Mr. David Klein. My case was an open and shut case. It should have, upon reception, upon receipt of my case, it should have been uh, ruled in my favor. Upon receipt of my case. Now, it is uh, 23 minutes into this uh, podcast. Listen, my people, my family, my friends. I know this is not my average podcast. Usually I'm very profound and I, I give, I expound well. And I may be putting somebody on blast in my other podcast, but I'm usually a little bit, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> informative so that you can more or less relate more than I can relate, you know, uh, in terms of the information received, I tend to feed you. And this was kind of for me because I needed to, to expose this. I needed to disclose it. So I do thank you for listening. But let me tell you this, the, the, the court system is a mess. Now, not every judge is bad and, 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 and not every lawyer is bad. But you definitely got some bad apples. And you have to be very careful who you hire to represent you. And attorneys, if you find that that judge is, is acting sideways, you have to handle it. You cannot, you, it's not right. Because you're dealing with people's lives, people's health. You're, you're dealing with, 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 with those who look to you for help. You are an advocate, not just an attorney. They look to you for help. With that being said, apparently Judge Panita has been in trouble with the law. She's been in trouble within her career. Uh, she's been thrown out of court. She's been... Uh, uh, publicly uh, reprimanded by the court system for being a bad judge. Until the, and, and, and at one point they did transfer her where she is now to Nassau County Supreme Court. And that is where she is currently. She has been a problem judge for a long time. But this, is, this was not right. This was wrong. I almost died. And I have I am dealing with irreversible side effects. 
this is this was wrong. So uh, I was so angry at the court system that I said, I'm out. I'm not working in psychology and I'm not doing law anymore. It, it has broken my, it's just, it's just, it's a no. It's just, when you are a giver like I am, it's but so only much you can take. Because people, you're constantly giving. And I told God, something has to give. Something has to give. I had enough. And so I made the decision to take those two uh, industries off of the list as per my umbrella of my corporation, LA Ventures Corp. I no longer practice law. I, I, I no longer practice psychology. I do men. I still do ministry, and thus, if you want Christian counseling, I do still uh, render Christian counseling. But I no longer practice law or psychology. Ask God to send you someone who will advocate for you. Okay, because it comes a time where. Anything that's disturbing your peace, you got to cut it off. I did it with my parents. Now I'm doing it with this with these industries. I am pro se in my matters, but I told God I'm not taking any more cases. I'm I'm done. I have no faith in the system, and I'm not trying to discourage you, but I want to I want to uh, disclose this so that you are aware and you can be careful. And that you can pray for your loved ones who are currently uh, mentally ill. God loves them and he wants the best for them. So pray for them, support them. And encourage them to continue to carry on a uh, foundation with God. Because you'd be surprised, a lot of mentally ill patients, they love God. They talk about God. And they talk to God. And some doctors think they're talking to themselves. No, they're talking to God. I listen. <laughs> With that being said, uh, thank you for listening, okay? I'm sorry this was such a boring podcast. But uh, I had to get it out. This has been the Lisa Angel's podcast. And I'm Lisa Angel Trinity. Good night. Thank you for joining Alisa and Giles podcast, where my motto is, you could always be a better version of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before.